A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the Unplayable Podcast. Australia have broken the duck and are off the mark in the 2023 ODI World Cup here in India. They've been Sri Lanka by five wickets in luck now, and everybody can breathe a sigh of relief in the Aussie team. Five wicket victory, plenty of overs to spare. My name is Josh Shonafinger, joined by Jack Painter as always, and it was a much different result to the last match we had here just four days ago. It was, Josh, but it was still touch and go for a little while there, especially... Um in the bowling inning, so Australia conceded another 100 run opening stand and at that stage you thought, oh, is it going a similar path as, as the South Africa match, but uh, it wasn't to be. Uh, Adam Zampa and, and Pat Cummins stood up and, and restricted Sri Lanka and um, we got there in the end. Yes, yeah, Sri Lanka won the toss and chose to, uh, chose to bat first and it was the right decision because they put on 125 for the first wicket. Patham Nisanka 61, Kusel Pereira 78 and Australia were left scratching their heads. But it was the captain, Pat Cummins, who actually broke things up. A couple of quick wickets and Australia were right back into the match. In fact, once they got that first wicket, things started to tumble. Adam Zampa also jumped into the act with four of his own wickets and Sri Lanka lost their last nine wickets for 52 runs, all out for 209. A great effort from Australia to come back. There was a bit of dust, there was a bit of rain, there was a bit of everything in that innings, in fact, which we'll get to a bit later, including some collapsing grandstands. Thankfully, no one was hurt. Australia in response, although they lost two early wickets, half centuries to Mitch Marsh, and Josh Inglis got them over the line. Glenn Maxwell and Marcus Thornis putting the finishing touches on it. Uh, almost 90 balls to spare, 88 balls to spare, in fact. A nice net run rate boost for Australia. A five-wicket victory, as we've mentioned. So where do we start? Adam Zampa was the player of the match. Why don't we start with him? Yeah, I guess we can. We've been um, wanting to see a response, um, I guess, over the last month, I think, since they started uh, losing in, in South Africa. We didn't see it against... Well, we kind of saw it against India, um, but then it sort of fell away. We didn't see it against South Africa, but we saw it tonight. Um, backs against the wall, none for 125, and then, uh, well, it was Pat Cummins who started off, but um, Adam Zampa uh, was terrific through the middle. Revealed, actually, um, post-match that prior to the game he had to do a fitness test, was having back spasms the last few days. So uh, we didn't know that at the time, but touch and go for this match he was. But uh, once he got into a rhythm, he was put in a splendid performance and um, yeah, broke through that middle order and really allowed Australia to, to seize control of the match. Yeah, his first spell, he got none for 22 off three overs. So there was probably a bit of signs there that he wasn't quite match fit. His second spell, two for 15, and then his third spell, two for 10. Why don't we listen to hear what Adam Zampa had to say after the match about those fitness concerns? Um, yeah, this is a bit of a random one, to be honest. I did a gym session a couple of nights ago, and um, I don't know if you've ever had a back spasm, but I'm, yeah, I was worse for wear the last couple of days. I had to do a fitness test before the game today. Um, yeah, I felt like adrenaline was going to get me through and a bit of panadine fought. Um, so, yeah, it was, uh, it, was a, it was a tough one to get through today. But, um, yeah, I think, as I said, one of those random ones that will hopefully wear off in the next day or so. So, yeah, Zampa got the big wicket of stand-in captain Kusel Mendes. Uh, well caught by David Warner, we must say, on the boundary line. He took two really good catches at sort of deep square leg. He also got two wickets in the tail. Chameka Karunaratna and Mahesh Thikshana, both LBW, both LBW to googlies. You know, the wrong and that great leg-spinning delivery that goes the other way. And uh, we also wanted to ask Adam, you know, is that sort of a ball that you sort of feel like is a barometer for you? 
and he gave us a pretty cheeky answer that he only bowls it to the tail. Yes and no. I mean, tail end has come out. I've, it's kind of my wicket-taking option. So, um, yeah, I, I do... It's kind of something that I go back to in my head if I feel like I'm not in the game. I go, all right, how can I get a wicket and how can I get myself bowling better? Um, more energy, can I you know, try a little bit more, put the batsman under the pump, wrong and sliders or whatever it is. Um, if that, yeah, I guess if that's coming out well, I feel like I've got the confidence to, to bowl. Um, you know, wherever I want it. Yeah, so as we mentioned, it was looking pretty dire there for Australia again at none for 125, but I'm not sure what the equivalent of a captain's knock is, Josh. I haven't put my finger on it yet, but uh, Pat Cummins certainly delivered that with the ball. Um, he had David... He had... He had uh, Patham Nisanka caught a uh, deep square leg by David Warner. We must say uh, that's the other thing about tonight's performance is there was a bit of an improvement in the fielding. We saw a couple of tough chances go down early, which you'd only say were half chances, but David Warner stepped up at, at deep mid-wicket, uh, two terrific catches um, to remove uh, Nisenka, break the opening stand, and then that one off Mendes, off Zampa as well. Um, so that was the improvement, but yeah, Cummins got that early breakthrough, and then he got the second opener. He got the second opener, Kusil Pereira, broke through his defences, um, stumps going everywhere. It's just what Australia needed at that time, and the captain delivered. Pereira was flying too. He was 78 off 82. He had just been hit in the head by Marcus Stoiner, so maybe that played a part, but it was a beautiful wobble seam delivery from Pat Cummins that got through the gate. Uh, our unplayable podcast favourite, Louis Cameron, would have been wrapped with that delivery from Pat Cummins. It was right in the channel through the defences, and that started the rot for Sri Lanka. Straight through. Cummins has struck again. He gets his second. It was, and then it set the tone, as you mentioned before. It was... Uh, nine wickets for 52 runs. Um, there was a little rain delay in there, 28-minute rain, rain delay when the covers came on, and after that it was uh, six for 31 that Sri Lanka lost, and it was all over uh, with more than six overs to spare. All out 209, and, and you'd think, um, you know, Australia in the box seat, but they hadn't made over 200 yet in the tournament. Um, so there were a few wobbles early, um, but then a couple of batters stepped up. Before we get into Australia's batting innings, why don't we get to today's moment of the day, brought to you by Adam Zampa's goggles, which today came in very handy when the dust storm came across the ground, uh, which we might have to mention as well. But Zampa, of course, wears, has been wearing the goggles. He's been copying a bit of flack for it as well on social media, but today they came in handy. He was the only one out there with any sort of eyewear. So the dust storm played no effect into him. Uh, what, what is today's moment of the day, Jack? Yeah, so today's moment of the day, not brought to you by the Singapore Noodles this time. We didn't get that in the press box uh, this evening. Uh, Pat Cummins, he did it, did it with the ball and then he did it in the field. Uh, brilliant direct hit run out. Oh, hurry, hurry, hurry. Oh, that's going to be very close. It's going to be very close, that. Brilliant direct hit run out to get rid of Dunith Wellage. Um, and just showed that the marked improvement in the field from the previous game against South Africa. Yeah, it was a real sign that the Aussies were switched on today and it was exactly what they needed. In reply, uh, it was an impressive, very impressive new ball display from Dilshan Madushanka. You started with two maidens and the second one was a double wicket maiden, the wickets of David Warner and Steve Smith. This young bowler, he's pretty fresh on the international scene and he was scouted by Chiminda Vaas, so one of the Sri Lankan greats is handpicked him, nominated him for great great things, and he bowled really well today. He was clearly Sri Lanka's best bowler, finishing with three for 38. And he had Australia two for 24, but from there, Mitch Marsh showed some intent that he was promising he would at the top of the order, and minus Labuschagne, also 40 runs from 60 balls. So he did his job as well in the middle order. He did, and we mentioned in our coverage that 
he got his way into this team on the back of a match winning 80 not out as a concussion sub in South Africa and he stepped up again although he wasn't able to finish the job um, by the time he got out the result was kind of a foregone conclusion Australia um, sort of reduced the rate to you know not even Two and over, maybe. Yeah. yeah, two and over, and and it was quite comfortable from there on in. So he he and Inglis Inglis sort of provided the spark after Marsh got out, scored very quickly, a um, few boundaries to get off the mark there as well. So uh, that was a that was a crucial partnership just when Australia needed it because you would have thought uh, when Marsh got out, it was three for eighty, where the wobbles coming again. We'd seen collapses over the past month. Um, mm. And it was just the steadying uh, partnership that Australia needed. And, and crucial, I guess, for Inglis's confidence after coming to the side for Alex Carey in the last match. Yeah, well, that's right. He missed out in the first match, didn't he? There was a lot of pressure on him to uh, perform after replacing the uh, ever-present Alex Carey, I suppose. He missed out last week or four days ago in Lucknow. Today, though, he was great. 58 or 59 balls with five fours and a huge six that he pulled over deep backwards uh, leg. So good signs for Josh Inglis that he's in form. And uh, as we've been harping on about it, if this middle order clicks, well, all of a sudden, Australia's a different side. It is. And they got their batters into the middle um, in the situations that they would want them to be in the middle. You know, Maxwell came in with 40-odd runs to get, was really able to put the foot down. The pressure was right on the bowling unit, and that's when Maxwell is at, is at his best. He's able to keep that momentum rolling um, and really... Um, put the bowlers even under more pressure. Um, Stoinis came in towards the back end as well. Um, so yeah, it just shows that having those two guys, Steve Smith, I know he missed out tonight, but then followed by Manish Labashain, um, to be able to build those partnerships and have other guys bat around them is really what Australia's hoping for in this World Cup. And it was finished off in fine style by Glenn Maxwell and Marcus Stoinis, who both uh, went for a bit of party time at the end there, didn't they, to give uh, the net run rate a little bit of a boost. I do want to touch on the uh, the drama that we had in the Sri Lanka innings where the wind picked up. We mentioned a bit of a dust storm blew through the ground. And then also high winds picked up at one point, so much so that uh, it started blowing the hoardings or the awnings off the very top of the stand here. And uh, it did halt play for a minute or two. Um, as the crowd was sort of evacuated out of the danger areas, although the whole ground was a bit of a danger area at one point because uh, everything looked like it could just collapse at any point. But thankfully, no one was hurt, um, but pretty scary scenes. Have you ever seen anything like that at a cricket ground before? Not when I was there, but um, when I was watching the Sri Lanka test last year in oh, Gaul, course, they had yeah. the, the marquee that fell over. So that was probably the closest I've seen to that. Um, but yeah, it was, it's pretty concerning there for a while. The players were certainly concerned, um, you know, looking at the photos and um, just watching them at the ground. They were sort of all looking over at the at the stands, meanwhile shielding their eyes from the dust. Um, so yeah, these, these kind of like tarpaulins that were attached to the, the top of the stands, um, had some metal poles attached to them as well. So it was quite a noise um, from the crowd when they were falling because they could see that they were being blown off and then they all started running up to the top of the stands. Um, but yeah, as you said, thankfully uh, no one was hurt and actually locked them in the top of the stands until um, sort of few overs into into Australia's innings and then they opened the gates and everyone was all excited and ran back down to the down to the bottom level. So it's a good boost for Australia's net run rate, which was negative 1.8, and it had them on the bottom of the World Cup table, which we've probably not seen before, but tonight it's jumped up to negative 0.73. So if you're following those numbers, well done to you. But of course, that table can be found on cricket.com.au and the CA live app. It means they jump from 10th spot to 8th spot, and although they're, they're making ground points-wise, they still have a bit of work to do in the net run rate, don't they, Jack? Yeah, certainly. They're the lowest ranked of the sides that have won uh, one game and are on two points. But 
as we saw, no one's safe in this tournament. Um, England lost to Afghanistan by 69 runs. One of the, the first upset of the tournament. I'm I feel sure. like we could do a podcast on that on oh. by itself. Certainly, yeah. I mean, there's been enough English upsets for, for us to talk about at World Cups, but um, we won't mention those. Um, but, but yeah, Australia have got a bit of catching up to do. The good thing about Australia at World Cups is they never lose those games to um, those sort of mm. lower-ranked sides, um, whereas we've seen England do it uh, quite a lot in the past. So that could come back to hurt them, um, that loss to Afghanistan. Not saying Afghanistan are not a good side. They've got a quality bowling attack, and when they put some runs on the board, they can certainly um, beat any team in this competition. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, certainly um, Australia's got to win pretty much every game from here on in to to get through and um, tonight's a good start. They've just got to keep going against Pakistan. By the time we get to Ahmedabad for England versus Australia, it could be a crunch, do or die match. But before we can even think about that, next up is Bangalore for Australia. They've got Pakistan there and that is going to be must win as well, of course, because both sides have a loss under their belt and both sides need the extra wins to keep their chances moving forward. So thank you for joining us on this edition of the Unplayable Podcast and we'll catch you all on the next episode.